Games episode 143. I said that with confidence, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I, don't, I have no idea. Man, we are. Either way, we're getting close to 150. Okay. I, what if we... What if we tried to work it out to where 150 landed in October? Because, you know, October is a big month for us. It's always a big month. There's a lot of, always a lot of stuff going on. We do our Halloween-themed shows all through the whole month of October. What if 150 happened during that? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. What is our Halloween plans? Well, that's one thing I wanted to talk about on here, and I've... I forgot to tell you my idea, so I'm just going to tell you right now. Tell me your idea. I got an idea. I just come up with it right now. Because you remember I told I told you at, at the bar over there, yeah. <laughs> I said, I got something I want to run by you before we talk about it on the podcast to see if you like the idea. But like t- typical real pop culture goes, we're just, you know, winging it. You know, every October we do a top ten. And it started out like your top ten favorite horror movies. Yes. Yeah. Then we did everybody's top ten sequels. Okay. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And then we did... Under Underrated? Top ten underrated. Underrated? Yeah. yeah. I think it was underrated. And then there's there's been one more... How many Octobers have we had? Four? Uh, well, this would be five or four. I don't know. Either way, why are you trying to make me look like I'm unpre- un- I'm unprepared? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just thinking today. Uh, a lot of a lot of professional podcasts have like an editor that does all their editing. We're not that, we're not professional. I know, no. <laughs> but I was I thought it'd be cool to cut together because we have so many good October episodes cut together like the best of. Like take all the October episodes. And take out like do outtakes of like the best stuff, and uh-huh. like one ultimate episode. But I ain't got time for that. Since I don't edit, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend that that you do that. <laughs> well, we need an editor. If you're out there and you want to edit for us, and you like to not get paid for hard work, let us know. We can, we can we can help you out. But I was thinking on our top ten this year, the horror movies that scared you the most and why? Because. My top ten favorite horror movies are aren't the necessarily the ones that scared me the most. I already remember my You'll have some of the same in there in that list. Maybe one or two. But, you know, is there a reason why it scared you the most? Like, I think be- the reason The Exorcist scared me so bad is because I watched it was when I was nine. <laughs> and I've been mentally disturbed ever since. Does it have to be a scary movie? Or can it be just be a Halloween? Hollow- you know, this is one where could it, it be a Halloween. have to be a horror movie. I because mean, in the past, when we had people submit lists and we were reading them off, we were like, is that a horror movie? But if it scared you, I mean, if, if Willy Wonka scared I, you, I mean, put the, it on the list. The, the Headless Horseman on Scooby-Doo episode <laughs> was pretty scary. Um, hey, you remember that truck driver on Pee-wee's Big Adventures? <coughs> it was like Big Bertha or something. Uh, I, I never watched Big, uh, Big Adventure, the, the movie. And Pee Wee's Big Adventures, there's a scary part in there. If if that movie scared you, put it, I probably wouldn't put it number one, but throw it on there. Ten movies that scared you the most and why. What do you think? Is that a good concept? we got to be a little more granular because we're running out of we're running top out of, tens. Is, is. We're grabbing at straws now. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, scariest is not exactly the, 
With, with, it's not, not exactly like your the, favorite. It's not your favorite, but the scariest, yeah. Like the first couple of Nightmare on Elm Street movies scared me. Well, I liked the rest of them, but they didn't scare me. The scariest part on a Nightmare on Elm Street movie was when his arms were stretched out the length of the alleyway. Yeah. That you was, didn't see shit like that back then. That was a scary. I mean, yeah, that back was then that creepy. was that was crazy. That was before they had any any. They didn't even know what CGI was. I'm just trying to. I'm, my mind's going crazy right now. When those little when those little claymation bastards in the gate fell over and broke into a bunch of little creepy more smaller creepy little bastards. Yeah, I know what you're, exactly what you're talking. That about. That was scary. <laughs> so is that what we're gonna go with? Or yeah, that sounds great to me. I've already gave all my ideas away, but, but yeah. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna give examples. Dude, I hear my echo. You gotta me turn wide open, don't you? No, you're, you're, you're perfect. Okay. On the sound waves, as long as it's not like a straight bar. Bar that's black. Yeah. As long as there's waves, you're good. I'm starting to figure out how to, you know, do this after all this time. <laughs> Tweak me is there a chance? <laughs> Just turn everything up pre. I, I, I need special treatment. Don't turn things up in post. Turn it up enough as you're recording it. That way you don't turn off the background noise with it. But uh, yeah, it's it's Halloween season, and I want I want everybody that listens to interact. I want to hear. I want to hear your spooky stories. I want to. Uh, I want people to give us suggestions on places they want us to check out because we're kind of. The well's kind of getting dry of places around here. We're going to have to expand. I've got one idea for one thing that I need to talk to you about when we get done. Um, Alicia actually brought it up, and we talked about it before, but it, it'll, it'll, it'll be a little tricky, even if it's still an option. But anyway, we need everybody to send us ghost stories. You can be uh, anonymous. Send them to pop culture for real. That's the number four real at gmail.com. Or you can call our voicemail line. That's 662 305 9, No wonder nobody ever calls it. We 9, don't even know what it I, is. I think it's 9283. No, it's 9783. 9783. Yeah. Yeah, 305 9783. Everybody's got a ghost story. We want to we hear yours. And we're going to, uh, you know, we might even, hey. Let us know if you want to uh, make us tr- try to talk Anthony into telling his. I think I told mine on here. Yeah, everybody's told their spooky stories. Except for you. I don't know. You haven't? Mm-mm. There's no judgment here. Nobody thinks you're crazy. Well, or everybody <laughs> already thinks you're crazy, so it doesn't yes. matter. Um, everybody be sure to go check out our Patreon page. Just at, at least go check it out. You don't have to, like, do anything, but check it out. Um, it's just patreon.com slash realpopculture, or just go to patreon.com and search for Real Pop Culture, um, and just, just look at the stuff we have out there, because uh, the, the Patreon page is going to be a big part of what we do going forward, because we're going to archive all our old episodes there. Um, we only have so much space on our server... And as we start to run out, we have to archive everything off. And, you know, I'll probably do them in batches of like 10 or so. Um, and then there's a bunch of other exclusive content you can get. Um, exclusive episodes, exclusive uh, video stuff, 
Patreon only voting power. There's there's some levels where you get like uh, merchandise. But uh, just go look at the Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Real Pop Culture. Uh, we've already got some stuff out there now, and we're going to be putting stuff a lot more stuff out there. The, the cheapest tier is $12 a year. That's a dollar a month. You pay more than that for Hulu, and you don't even watch it. No, you don't. Yeah, the cheapest tier is a dollar a month. Yeah. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. One more announcement. And then we're going to get to this interview with Chad Houston. Spoiler alert, we've already done the interview and it was awesome. We had a great time. We talked a lot about a lot of cool stuff. But um actually this is not an announcement. This is a pre-announcement because I I can't give away any details because I don't know the details. Um but there's something in the works that's going to be cool. And suffice it to say there's going to be pretty soon, and again, I don't know how soon. I know it's being worked on. There's going to be yet another platform, another way of hearing real pop culture, in addition to all the ways you can hear it now. And as it continues to happen, we'll give you more details. If that's not as vague as I can be. People have learned not to give me too many details because I'm not a good secret keeper. So, they I, don't tell me. It's a secret. I don't even know this. Well, we were supposed to talk about more stuff before the podcast. We drank instead. Yeah, we drank instead. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. We did have a little beer meeting, though. We did have a little beer meeting, and I, I couldn't understand why you didn't want to record it, but... Uh, we have to do a Christmas beer, and I have two narrowed down, and I, I didn't want to be influenced by all the people flooding us with their opinion <laughs> on which beer I should brew. Well, the main two that you <laughs> threw by me, one is going to be a definite. A double chocolate The two, stout. I'm curious, because it, it could go either way. A peppermint porter. There it is. It's oh, out there. It's out there now. The peppermint porter. Yeah. That just... Like, as soon as you said peppermint porter, I could hear Carol the Bells playing. That's so Christmas. Like, we need to leave that out for Santa Claus. If you want the good <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, if you want me bringing your bread, yeah. Uh, I wasn't I, even going to do an outro, an intro for this episode. I was going to do an outro because when we started the interview, we just hit the ground running. Yeah. Matter of fact, me and him were sitting here bullshitting, and I was I just like, I'm just going to hit record because I don't want to miss anything. I don't want our listeners to miss anything. So we like just jumped in mid-conversation. But I thought since I had you over here to do this outro, we might as well do an intro too. Um, but I got some more stuff to talk about the outro, so let's go ahead and jump into that interview. And uh, we'll hear from Chad Houston, and then we'll come back, and I'll uh, we'll talk about that other stuff. All right, then. Matter of fact, I'm just going to go ahead and hit the record button. Yeah, do it, man. <laughs> you don't want to miss nothing. Right. I don't want to waste good material. Right. No, the, I remember particularly the night, what we were talking about before I hit record, is uh, we don't like to waste conversations that could, could be potential uh, material for the podcast. Me and Clint were arguing about whether, well, we're not arguing, but like debate, like who would win in a battle between Iron Man and Batman. Right. And like we had broke it down to like the science and <laughs> fundamentals and everything behind like who would 
win between Iron Man and Batman. And when we got done, Wax was like, weren't y'all talking about doing a podcast? That right there was awesome. Y'all should have recorded that. Just keep the mics hot at all times, uh, yeah. man. Yeah, just keep it, keep it, keep it that's, well, the, that's the key, man. Keep the mics hot all the time. Sitting here in studio with Mr. Chad Houston. It's so nice to be face-to-face with somebody again in the studio. It's, it's been a while uh, between, you know, the the world stopping <laughs> and, right. and everything else. It's It's been a minute before we've had an in-studio interview. And me, you and I have planned on doing this for a while now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, you're a really busy man. And I want to get to the gem, gemstone talk here in a minute. Or we got a lot to talk about there. Uh, but first, I wanted to kind of backtrack a little. And talk about cruising Amory Five, right? Cruising Amory Five. Oh, uh, tell us about that. I mean, it, it kind of got canceled, but it, it still happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen, dude, I, I held off to the last minute, man. Yeah. I was like, uh, you know, we're gonna have this thing no matter what. And then, you know, I, I started getting a lot of pressure, and so, you know, we we shut down all the entertainment, pulled the plug on all that. Um, but still, it's cruising around your car. How, how, you know, how much more social distance can you be? Right, man. You're riding around your car. And uh, listen, if I would have canceled that thing, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered one bit because people know that cruising Amory was the last Saturday in July. They were going to come out and cruise no matter what. Right. And it was a little bit different without the entertainment, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but I, listen, the town was packed, you know, and people had a good time. And I think they were ready for it and they needed it. And uh, like I said, you know. You couldn't you couldn't get any more social distancing than you know riding around your car. Yeah, and, and two, there's a there's not just a whole lot of events like that that happen in Amory, and we just came off of a canceled railroad festival. Right, so man. people were hungry to get out. They were man to get out and do a little socializing and, and of again, any kind. What, how much more social distance can you be in the side of a car? Right, man. And you're right. more than six feet away right. from the people. And right, you're in that's why I didn't. So. You know, that's the reason I didn't eventually pull the plug on the thing is because, yeah. you know, it's just riding around your car. And uh, so I, you know, I let it ride, man, and I'm glad I did. Um, I think next year, though, I'm really looking forward to next year. You know, when all this passes, hopefully it'll be passed, and uh, we can we can crank things back up again. Because, like I said, I really did miss the entertainment because that's a big part of it. You know, I mean, that's a that's a huge part of it. Even in the pig parking lot, we got a DJ down there, and he was gone, and it was just different this year. But uh, listen, everybody still had a good time, though, man. I, you know. Tons of people out. Streets were packed, and uh, I didn't see anybody frowning, dude. <laughs> uh, I think it wrapped up a little bit earlier than it normally did. It probably did. But it was still going on. Yeah, yeah. Let's make everybody drink a little bit. <laughs> right, dude. Pop that top. It's a drinking game. You do that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Right. I got it, brother. So as far as, obviously, all the social stuff was canceled, but as far as the amount of vehicles and the amount of people cruising the loop, did – it was about the same in attendance. I think it was. I think it was about the same. Okay. Um, you know, you know, it still took uh, probably 30, 40 minutes to make that loop. You know, if you made the whole loop, and uh, um, as a matter of fact, I think it might have even been uh, a little bigger. You know, um, I saw a lot more. Nice. Cla- I saw a lot more classic cars this year, and uh, like I said, I think people were, like you said, they were hungry to get out and do any kind of socializing whatsoever, and uh, it was at least as big as last year, if not bigger. I you think know. the word's finally getting out. It takes a few years of doing something right. for the word to get out, for people to get used to it. And there's not any event like Cruising Amory that I not know around, around here. here. Not I around think, here. I think there have been know. some copycats that's tried to, like, pull off something similar. Oh, has there been? But it hasn't grown. You started a revolution. Right, right, man. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't grown like, oh, 
Uh, right. Well, listen, in my opinion, that was an event just waiting to happen, man. It just it just needed someone to put a voice to it, okay? Because, you know, w- when I was a kid, man, that's what we did. We mm. rode around, we hung out in parking lots, talked with our friends, and I don't know, I just missed it. That's the whole reason I started it. I hated it for my kids. And honestly, listen, the, the, the year that I started cruising Amory, we were in town on a Saturday night or a Sunday afternoon or something, and man, there was not a car to be seen in any parking lot, not driving down Main Street. But I'll tell you what, I'm on Main Street a lot more these days, especially on the weekends, and kids are starting to do that more. They are. They're starting to do that more. Now, listen, I don't know if that has anything to do with cruising Amy, but I'd like to think it is. I'd like to think that I, you know, that we showed them how much fun that can be. And it's not like it was when I was a kid. It's not returned to that level. But still, my kids these days, like my kid last night, um, you know, we were at the restaurant. He come in about 10 o'clock. I said, well, you know, what's been going on? He's like, well, we've just been hanging out in food giant parking lot talking. <laughs> that's great, you know. Nobody was doing that five years ago. And honestly, that's, you know, I think that's cool to hang out, hang out with your friends, talk. And uh, uh, listen, that's, 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 uh, that's good fun right there. And I'm, I'm glad that it's kind of picking back up again. And if Cruise and Amory had anything to do with that, hey, more power more to it, Rick. More power to it. Long, was our, long live Cruise and Amory. Absolutely. That was our social media. I mean, it was, man. That's we didn't a, know what was going on until we got to Amory and met up with our friends in the parking lot and be like, <laughs> where's the party tonight? Or That's it, man. Or whatever. Like, That's it. I, I think I said this the last time. It was always like a bad feeling if you got to town late. And all the cars were gone. Like, right, they already. <laughs> where's the party? Now I got to go around to the normal places where people party till I find where it's at. That's it, dude. Yeah, right. I was telling a, a, a guy at work the other day. He's a younger guy, so he don't know about this. I was like, you, your generation doesn't know what it's like to drive around the back roads and roll down the window and listen for the music. That's it, man. The field party is. <laughs> like, I hear some ACDC. It's about a mile from here. <laughs> Turn down this road right here. We might find it. <laughs> right, man. That's it, dude. Man, yeah. Well, I'm glad that it. Uh, we actually uh, went to Rob's house from Seeking Seven that night because we were already, like they said on Braveheart, we didn't get all dressed up for nothing. Right. We were already rehearsed up and had the gear ready because it was like the day of when we found out officially. So we went to his house and did like an online concert. Oh, sweet, yeah. Yeah, I'd never done anything like that before, but it, it was really cool. So I, I missed out on everything because that night we we stayed up till late hours, way into the morning hours, uh, doing a like an internet concert. Nice. It wasn't live. We recorded it live, but it came out a couple of days later because they did some editing and stuff like that. Thank goodness. Right. But, uh, uh, so I, I missed out. I'm glad to hear that it, it went really good. I've got a, I may have told you this last time, but I've got a, a playlist on Spotify just for cruising. Amory. Nice. Day. <laughs> and it's all like eighties hair metal. Right, know? man. Right. Yeah. That's, that's when, cause it, it reminds me of that time. It does, man. We were yeah. Cruising around. We were listening to, Freaking Great White and Poison and <laughs> right. <Lonely> Crew. <laughs> right. All hair bands, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Same here. <laughs> right on. Well, another thing I wanted to talk about, obviously, is and it's what's kept you really, really busy here lately, I know, is your restaurant, Gemstone. And uh, the first question I had is, where did, where'd you come up with the name? It was a jewelry store. And uh, we were we were brainstorming ideas. Listen, man, we brainstormed ideas for this place for weeks, okay? And we had uh, we had a list of two or three hundred, man. You should have heard some of the names my kids come up with. All right, it was- throw me out some prototypes. <laughs> Let me hear some of your favorite prototypes. Oh, dude, I can't even remember, man. I, they were, but I'm telling you, man, they were. Uh, 
they some of them were priceless, man. Especially some of the ones that my kids came up with. You know, they were they were awesome. But my wife, she suggested, she's like, listen, that we did a little research on the building, and the building had been a jewelry store since its beginning. Um, it was the the building's been around since at least 1908, and it started oh, wow. out as a jewelry store. Um, of course, it's been you know a couple of restaurants after it was. Uh, I think it was Wright's Jewelry for the last time, and then. Uh, Okay, it I was thought a Rod's Jewelry was like to the right of that nope, store. No, that, that was, was okay. that was right. That was the Wright's okay. Jewelry Building, and uh, it was Wright's and Buxton's before that, and maybe just Buxton's before that, and I think OK Jewelry before that. And um, anyway, she's like, well, "Why don't we just call it the Gemstone?" And I'm like, "You know, it's not a bad idea." So I I pitched it to my partner, and he's like, "I love it," and so that's. That's how the name came about. You know, it's a jewelry store, and we wanted to kind of pay homage to it. Plus, across the street, uh, in the 50s and 60s, there was a uh, there was a theater there called the Gym Theater. And my grandmother used to work at that theater. She sold tickets there uh, mm. back in the 50s and 60s. And uh, actually, my grandmother worked for every theater that's ever been in Amory. Um, selling tickets, if y'all ever went to the Amory Twin, she, oh, yeah. she's the one who sold you a ticket. Okay. Um, but anyway, it was called the Gym Theater, and so it was kind of a play on that, you know, play on the jewelry store and the Gym Theater being right across the street, and of course, you know, we knew we could shorten it to the Gym, which yeah. was kind of cool, yeah. and uh, so, you know, once the once the name was proposed, uh, we all kind of agreed on it immediately, you know, and, and thought that that was just a, you know, a great name, so... Uh, what happened to jewelry stores, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> the internet? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I can't think of one in existence right now. At least it's jewelry downtown. Um, okay. It's still it's down still there. Yeah, yeah. I, the reason I know it's because I just heard an advertisement for them on the radio the other day. Nice. But there's not many, though. I mean, that's a that's kind of a dying, a dying business there, really. It really uh, Jewelry is. stores, you know. And speaking of which, you brought up theaters. I miss there being a theater in Amory. God, dude, don't we all, man? Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, that's it sucks to have to go, you know, to Tupelo or Columbus just to watch a movie. Um, I know all we had was a twin theater, but uh, it was nice to have one, you know. It was something. It I was mean, something. It, yeah, the floors were sticky and the sound system wasn't that great. But if you didn't <laughs> right. feel like driving all the way to Tupelo to watch Pirates of the Caribbean, you can go watch it for seven bucks. And <laughs> right, man. Right, right. <laughs> it was it was convenient. Yeah, no, I, I miss having a theater, and I, I listen. I, I that's part of the reason that uh, you know that we wanted to open up a restaurant in downtown Amory's because I kind of hope that this brings about better things for downtown Amory. I mean, I have I have you know. I want downtown to. I, I see downtown in a different way. I see its potential to 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 be better, you know. Especially after after dark, you know. Because listen, in the daytime downtown Amherst, it's okay, you know. There's there's several cars there, but after five o'clock, it, right? It just it's dead, you yeah. know. And uh, downtown Amherst set up perfect to be like a little entertainment district, you know. And I kind of hope that. Uh, Right, man. Really, we can it. We can make it what we wanted. It's yeah. just it just requires people to step up and do things, you know. And listen, I was very vocal about the alcohol vote in Amory, um, saying that you know this is going to bring better things. And after it passed, that's part of the reason why I did this too. Is you know, hey, it's time to put up or shut up. You know, yeah, yeah. really, you said better things can come. Let's 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 see what we can do. You know, let's let's. Well, we have to have reasons. Like he was talking about with, the, with just the theater. Amory has to have reasons to keep people from 
from going other places. Right. If you wanted to go out and get a get a halfway decent meal and get a drink at the same time, whatever, yeah. right? You had to go. You had to go to Tupelo or Columbus. And listen, after a long week, everybody's been working Friday night. Nobody wants to drive to Tupelo and then have to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that, you know. And now at least there is, you know, there's an option to be able to do that. And people really, they're responding well to that, man. Oh, yeah, obviously, because y'all stay packed. We all, do. All, yeah. yeah. Um, and going back to your point, uh, we were there Friday night, and I saw the sign on the wall that said happy hour 4 to Seven. Or well, listen, I was, man. I, let me tell you about the happy hour sign. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't even got a happy hour yet. Um, the reason that that sign's up there is because uh, before we even opened, man. Of course, I, I we started this project back in March, and I've not missed being in that building except for two or three days since that time. Okay, since the first time that I walked in there, I've been in there every day, all day, except for maybe two or three days. Um, and the reason I did that is because I, I wanted to learn that place. I wanted to know it. I wanted to feel it. And I, I told my business partner, Bubba, I'm like, listen, before we invite folks in here to have a good time, we need to learn how to have a good time in here ourselves. And that's what we did. You know, we, and that's the reason it kind of has that feel now is because we use that place for like our own little private clubhouse you know (laughs) right it was it was my own private bar up until june or july you know and uh we learned how to have fun in there but anyway i we had that chalkboard in there and i'm like listen if i'm gonna be a bar owner i probably need to learn how to you know do a little chalk art so uh i i found like an an example on uh on google and uh of a happy hour sign and so i did the sign out and it was god man it was like a great little piece of chalk art there, but once I got it up there, I couldn't erase it, man. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, shit, man. That's that, can I curse on here? Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, shit. I can't erase that. That's too pretty. And so anyway, I had a price on there. It's like all wines and drafts, three dollars, and I still hadn't erased it. And someone called me on it one day and said, <laughs> and so I erased the price on it, all right. <laughs> And I left the rest up there. Now you call me on the four to seven, so I got I got to race the rest. It's out there on the internet now. So three times I just now seen the sign. Right. Right. Now listen. Here's the thing. We we desperately want to have a proper happy hour at that place. The problem is all the COVID restrictions, right? And what we're having to deal with is that when we opened, we knew that you know there's a lot of people that were wanting to get in. And if we just opened the door, that didn't seem tenable to us. That's that's the reason that we started taking, you know, doing reservations only is because we figured that was that was a better way to do business during these times, you know, especially with so many people wanting to come in. Um, because, listen, you go out to eat, it's really nice to be able to walk in the door and be seated immediately. You know, there's, a, there's, there's something special about that. And uh, but having a happy hour kind of complicates things just a little bit because it bumps our numbers up. We can only be at half capacity, and uh, but still we're gonna try to you know we're gonna try to roll that happy hour out real soon. We may even experiment with it during the COVID restrictions, but I desperately want that though. I want to you know I want a proper happy hour where folks can come in after work, get appetizer, a couple beers, go home like normal folks, right? Yeah, and. Uh, we just hadn't we, we just hadn't rolled it out yet, but it's coming. I promise. It's 
it's coming. But what the conversation we were having about happy hour, I was, I was like, how awesome is it going to be, or is it that we can get off work and go to a bar in Amory, in and Amory, have a of beers <laughs> and then go home, right? Like, Right, you could just swing by on the like. Hey, are we meeting at Gemstone at our regular time? Spectacular, Have a couple man. pints and then head to the house. Yeah. Right, it's uh, spectacular. That's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. I've seen some of the so bars; they have like these plexiglass uh, booth things that they slide, and like I don't know, it's kind of weird because you're like in a little. They got these little dividers at the bar. <laughs> right, and then right. when we went to uh, props. Props. They had a table in front of the bar, and you, you could, could sit at the all. table. So you were kind of at the bar, but not at the bar. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you were sitting at a table by the bar. But right. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, uh, and kudos to you for successfully opening a business during a pandemic. Man, I know it hadn't been easy, but it's it's working because, I mean, I'll stay busy. Right. You know, we do. Yeah. And and listen, the, uh, the Main Street director from Starkville came down several weeks ago to uh, to check us out. And uh, while she was there, she she told me, she's like, listen, I'm not the only Main Street director in Mississippi that knows about the gemstone. She said, because y'all are one of the only restaurants in the state of Mississippi that has successfully opened during a pandemic, during a time where most of the rest of them are closing. Yeah. And it's it's kind of because we've really, we're not following the the same rules, though as a normal restaurant right i mean we're doing reservations we're right. doing things differently but it's because we have to right. and but it, it seems to have paid off you well, know i mean working, well, not but would you see if it's working you now, didn't include the audio too bad <laughs> that gives you a lot more outlook for the future oh for sure oh absolutely when things do settle down it's it's a bigger future for you no doubt for sure. I think that means you need to make a signature cocktail called the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> you may be right, man. <laughs> but it has to be very contagious if you make that drink. Right. <laughs> you got to want more than one if you make it something called and the pandemic. And you got to give it to your right. friends. And right. Yeah, that's one of the things. I, I, I sometimes jot down uh, notes so I don't forget to ask things that, that are on my mind because I get caught up in the conversation. But that was a big one. I was like, man, uh with all the bars and the venues and restaurants that are closing left and right, you opened one. Yeah. So like from here on out, like you, you come in winning. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> no what happens from here. You oh, successfully. We're, we're good. Right. That's and, exactly and, right. And I mean, uh, now listen, I'm, I'm tickled to death, but here again, the pandemic was both, uh, it, that was a, that was just as much of a blessing to us as it was anything else, because it kind of allowed us to, to do things slowly, okay. Number one, I was, you know, I was still working my day job back in March, um, but you know, around March or April, they cut me back to work a week, off a week, okay. They cut cut my time in half, um, which meant that I had a lot more time uh, to work on the place. Same with my wife. I mean, she's a school teacher, and she was able to be out, so we were both there, both able to devote all of our time to it to planning and and listen man we put tons of thought into this place okay because i i, I you know i knew that that this was going to be a challenge and i knew that we had to nail it okay so we it's like the menu everything on that menu is something that we put a ton of thought into there's not a throwaway item on there at all every item on there is something that we thought about we beta tested with people you know, and got their reactions, got their comments, tweaked it accordingly, tried it out again. It was months worth of work on that menu to try to get it right. Same with the, you know, the inside of the building. 
um, you know, listen, that was what I did is go in there and hang out in the afternoons to just get the feel of the place. I wanted it to be a place that I would enjoy hanging out. And uh, so I kind of, you know, I made it that way accordingly. But the pandemic is what allowed us to be able to have that amount of time to spend, you know, before we opened. And, uh, and, and of course, we took it very slow. You know, we started out doing takeout. And, uh, of course, we did takeout through Facebook only, through Facebook orders. And that was something that was brand new to folks, okay? They yeah, didn't. It was different. It was. It was different. In and area, same yeah. way with the reservations now. That we're still just doing reservations through Facebook. And I understand that's a little, that's a little tough for some people. Not everybody's on Facebook. Some people want to call in. Um, but here again, we're, we're trying to do things with what we have the limited amount of time and staff that we have and you know trying to make it work but it it seems to be working so far and i think uh you know once the pandemic is over um have y'all discussed the menu yet no i actually had it in I my wanna, nose so oh, I yeah. it up. <laughs> well, one of the things i wanted to say is like i had a date like i guess it's been about a year or so ago and she was going to come to Ambry, you know right so we were going to have our date here in Ambry. right and we were going to go out to eat, and I was like, okay, you got two options. We can go eat Mexican, or we can go eat fish and steak. That's it. That's, That's it. it. You know, in one of the 15 steakhouses. So, That's it. I haven't been there yet. I haven't been to the restaurant yet. But I saw Anthony and them had posted pictures. Right. And I was like, wow, it's a place here that, that's not Mexican, and it's not fish. <laughs> right. And I had people. Like, so, I had people in the beginning that asked me, said, so are you going to have, uh, you have catfish, you're going to have steak? And I'm like, listen, you can't throw a rock in this town and not hit a fish house, okay? You can't. If I, Listen, if I if I want a fish plate, if I want a good fish plate, I know exactly where to go for that, okay? I do. I know where to go. If, if, right. Closure is another option. Right, and uh, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just as I know where to go. I, I wanted something. I, we wanted menu items that you can't get in Amory that are different, that are, you know, uh, scaled up just a little bit, that take a little more time to prepare. Because, listen, a lot of the items that we have on our menu are, are labor-intensive, okay? Like those, uh, we got those uh, crab rangoon cheese sticks that everybody loves. Yeah. Um, but listen, man, we sell several hundred of those every week and those are labor intensive that that's that takes up you know three people doing work for several hours over a couple of days time yeah. to get those things made um which we're, we're kind of working on that process to to scale it up a little bit but um still you know the the better the food is the more time it takes the more labor intensive it is and not everybody's willing to put in Definitely that amount of work you know and uh but that's what we wanted. We wanted a place where you could come in and get something different other than just fish or steak. And listen, we still we still want to do steak uh, occasionally. I don't think it's ever going to be a permanent menu item. But, I mean, everybody loves a good steak. And that's if there's one request that we've gotten at the place, it's when you're going to do steak. And part of the, part of the problem is, is that uh, our vent hood's not pulling quite enough smoke. And, of course, if you cook steaks, that's a lot of smoke, okay? Yeah. Um, but number two is the gas grill, and I think that if you're going to cook a good steak, it's, it's got to be over charcoal, man. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion, okay? Yeah, I agree. It's got to be over charcoal. So, got prob- lines on it. <laughs> probably what we're going to do with steak is that maybe in a few weeks, weather gets a little cooler. We'll pull a big charcoal grill in the back. 
We're going to buy a few loins. Have like a steak knife. Right, right. We're going to have a special, you know. Hey, I've got this many loins. We're going to cook them on the charcoal. I'm going to give you the best steak that you've ever had, all right. But when they're gone, they're gone. Right. When they're gone, they're gone. And, uh, you know, and we'll do steak like that. And uh, because I didn't, I really didn't want to compromise with cooking that steak over gas grill. Nothing, not that you can't get a good steak over gas grill. You can, but here again, it's my preference. Right. And that's what I'm, you know, that's, I want to present a plate of food to somebody that if it's sitting in front of me, I'm going to go, damn, that was good, okay? Right. That's what <laughs> I want. Is there anything on your menu that you teeter-tottered on? Nope. That you couldn't decide whether you really wanted it or didn't want it? Well, now there were some items that didn't make it. Okay? Yeah, that's what I was trying. Yeah, there to were get. there were a couple items that just didn't make it. Um, that actually still may come back at some point in time. But uh, now every item that we have on there right now is because it. it is because we planned it. It's because we got full faith in it. It's because we know exactly how to make it and make it good. And uh, like I said, we've. Uh, now that's that's not to say it's not going to be to everybody's taste, okay? <laughs> Listen, I get it. Everybody's got different taste, all right? But uh, like I it's said, good I'm to have using options. That's where the original covers. I mean, it's, it's good to be in Amory and have options. Have an option of something other than fish yeah. and steak, right? And that's that's all I want. And I, you know, here again, I want my goal is to you know set a plate of food in front of you that if it were set in front of me, I would go, wow, I would eat that again, okay? And that's 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 kind of my standard. If it if it meets that, then I'm gonna we'll, we'll put it on the menu, you know. While we're talking about the menu, uh, talk to me about the Mississippi egg roll. Yeah. Because just that name alone got me interested, and I think I'm addicted, man. Man, those things are good, those aren't things they? Are good. That come from a suggestion from uh, Alyssa Benedict. She is the uh, she's the Main Street director at Amory, and uh, we swiped the name from from her. She. Uh, she had had them somewhere, I think they were out of, maybe on the coast, maybe. I'm not even sure where she were at. And she just told me what they were, you know, what kind of what they taste like. And I'm like, all right, let's experiment with that. So we did. My wife and I started uh, experimenting with it. And uh, we tried several different versions of it before we got one that I said, damn, that's, that's, that's the one that's going on the menu, okay? And... Uh, that's another thing that those and the cheese sticks and the Mississippi egg rolls, we go through those a lot. I have uh, that's that's usually my job on prep days, rolling egg rolls. I, <laughs> I roll those all afternoon just to get ready for uh, for cook day. And uh, but no, they're special, man. They're and kudos very, on the dipping sauce too. The, the, the sweet chili. Because, yeah, it's got a yeah. little bit of heat to it. Yeah. It's also sweet. Yeah. It's like a sweet and sour that's spicy. Right. We we tried out several. Uh, like I would buy a bottle of just that sauce. If you <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, when we were uh, when we were trying that those egg rolls out, of course, now listen, we've done egg rolls for years at home with just pork egg rolls, right? Right. Um, which, really, we're going to introduce those too, and, and we do a great Southwest egg roll too that is uh, really, really good, but... With these egg rolls, we would get just a sweet chili dipping sauce in the bottle, which is good. You know, you can get it wherever you get it at the grocery store. But uh, I'm like, with this place, I didn't want anything to come out of a bottle, okay? I didn't want anything right. to come out of a bag, um, which, listen, our french fries come out of a bag, all right? Because well, yeah, we can't do any better than what... You can't what peel the, potatoes all day. Well, no, <laughs> we can, but we sampled tons of french fries, and when we got to this one, I'm like, listen... We can't even make anything this good, 
but as far as everything else, we wanted it to be handmade, handcrafted, something that we'd put some time into. So we went to work on the sweet chili sauce, and that's another thing that we worked really hard on tweaking and kind of getting right. And honestly, that sweet chili sauce was designed specifically to go with the Mississippi egg rolls. That's that's why that's what we paired it with, mm. and they're specially made to go together. And I honestly, I think it's fantastic. We did a uh, this past Thursday, we did a special. It was Bang Bang Shrimp Pasta, and it actually uses that sweet chili sauce in the pasta sauce that goes with it and uh really it's just fantastic I'm hungry <laughs> right right <laughs> oh yeah those fried oh, yeah. tomatoes fried bravo on that yeah yeah love that little that's a great little appetizer there too um, well where, how do you how do you find green tomatoes man it's been tough and uh, <laughs> I bet. of course that's here's another thing and that's too a, that's a southern thing isn't it like it, it is I very southern man fried green tomatoes in washington <laughs> like, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> to me the stuff that sets things off is not so much the main dish i've ate fried green tomatoes my whole life right i've ate uh crab cakes my whole life but that roasted corn sauce on top yes sir uh i've ate i've ate, I've ate chicken skewers that that pineapple oh. mango salsa right Right, it's the same with that. It's, it's, it, those little things that set it apart. Right, that set it apart. That make it. That, that's what pushes everything over the edge. It makes it the extra. Right, and that's and what we. That's what yeah. we're trying to do. You know, we want to go the extra mile to to make that. Okay, you know, it's extra special. I've ate every entree except for one. Right. I mean, we've ate the etouffee, we ate the shrimp and grits, we ate the pork tenderloin, I've ate the Hawaiian skewers. Right. Everything but the maple chicken. Right. Uh, I just don't like maple syrup. Right, right. Why I <laughs> right. You know, I mean, but I will eventually. Right. I've ate everything but the maple chicken. Nice. And we've ate a lot of the appetizers. Uh, and every, it's awesome. Right. Great. Well, that fried green tomato, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's another thing that is probably – there's a couple of things on our menu that are, that are going to be seasonal no matter what. Um, because we have roasted corn, roasted sweet corn, uh, street corn rather, um, and we have fried green tomatoes. Um, Fried green tomatoes are getting tougher to come by. The green tomatoes are a lot tougher to come by these days than they used to be. But I refuse at this point to serve a frozen fried green tomato. I'm just not going to do it. We've tried them. We've sampled them from every food supplier, and they're just not as good. And I hate it, too, because it's such a great appetizer. But um, I'm like, listen, we're just, and we've been, you know, so we've put. Green, you're going to build a greenhouse. Man, I may have to. We've, how about this? We've all put some miles on our vehicles looking for green tomatoes <laughs> in the past few weeks. And uh, there's a guy that sits up down on, uh, in between Amory and Aberdeen. And he's there a few days a week that uh, he's getting produce, I believe, in Birmingham and selling like a truck patch, you know. And he's had them for the last few weeks, and we've gotten them from him. And, uh, but, you know, eventually that's probably going to go off the menu. Same with the street corn, which I, I hate that too. We've experimented with frozen corn too. And it's, it's uh, one of the food suppliers sent us a sample of, uh, since a whole case of a frozen corn on the cob this week. And we tried it and I'm like, you know what? You can just, you can throw it away. It's not for me. No, it's, yeah. it's different. It's it ain't the same. the same as fresh corn. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not going to put an inferior product out there. So I'm not going to put something out that I'm not proud of or that I wouldn't eat myself. I'm not. Yeah. Just to, just to make a buck. That, because that's not, 
That's not what I'm doing this for, okay? I'm not. You know, I'm glad that the place is able to support me and my family now, but, man, I'm in it for the craft of it, okay? I'm in it to to give you an excellent plate of food, okay? That's what I want. That's all I want, you know, is to set a plate of food in front of you where you go, damn, that was good. I remember the first year I grew tomatoes out here, I never let one get red because <laughs> right. I was so happy that I could make my own fried green tomatoes. I could just walk out. Like, I was eating them for breakfast. <laughs> right. I would walk out there and pick them, and I never left one on the vine long enough to turn red. Right. That's another thing that we experimented with heavily is just how to bread those fried green tomatoes. You know, I mean, there's a, several different ways to do it, and we tried several different ways until we came across you know the exact way and that's a little laboring because there's several yeah. steps in the way that we bread those um but that's here again that's kind of every menu item we have there's several steps involved you yeah. know and uh well, go to your point about being labor intensive with the with the good food i remember you remember adkins steakhouse oh yeah yeah uh kitty managed it or owned it the very sister-in-law she, I guess, she she managed it or owned it but uh Everybody loved their bacon wrapped uh, livers. Right, right. But everybody that worked there hated them because <laughs> <laughs> you had to stand there and wrap each That's piece it, of man. liver. Yeah. Right, right. It's like those cheese sticks, man. Those things are. Uh, <laughs> but I hear angry words sometimes them. during the week about those <laughs> yeah. cheese sticks. Like people, people showed up for the bacon wrapped livers, and everybody that worked there was like, "Ugh, I hate those damn things." <laughs> right, right. Hey, you know. Well, here's the thing, though. It's like with restaurants, word of mouth goes a long way. It does. It's and like advertising in a restaurant, unless you own a chain, advertising in a restaurant, everybody, you know. That's it. And but honestly, we've not even done long we've long not even right. done any no. you know, we've not done any advertising. You know, the guy at the uh, at the paper comes by, you know, about every month to check on me and I'm He's like, I know you don't need me yet, D. And I'm like, I don't, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I listen, yeah, I wanna support like you. I wanna, you know, give you business, but I'm like at this point, I, I I just don't I don't need it at this point because there's a ton of word of mouth out there mm-hmm. about the place, and honestly, I'm seriously I'm humbled by that. You know, I mean that there's so many people who are who are enjoying the place, um, but I'm I'm also proud of it too because we've put a tremendous amount of work into the place. Every hour of my life for the past few months has been devoted to that. Same with my wife. We've devoted every ounce of energy that we've had in the place, and to see it paying off by people having a good experience there—that's that's very rewarding, y'all. It is. It's great. Yeah, yeah. that's Your very whole rewarding. Very whole you, family. You, yeah, we want it. Brother Lawrence. Right. Everybody, no, absolutely. We and, and that's that's what I want the place to be. I want it yeah. to be a family-run restaurant. Um, you know, uh, that's that's kind of what I wanted. You know, it's 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 turning out to be exactly what I wanted. Well, you did it the right way, taking your time and planning everything out because I've firsthand seen a lot of venues and restaurants because of I'm involved in live music. They'll want to hurry up and get get it going once they pay their lease. They're right, like, we got to right. get somebody in there. we got to start right. making money, and, right. and they do it too fast, and they learn as they go, which you're going to learn as you go regardless of anything you do, but... A lot of times you, you see the venues, they'll open and then they'll close because they just wanted to throw it out there and get it going. Right. And they don't take their time. Right. And uh, it, it costs them most of the time, unfortunately, in the long run because they didn't plan it out like you did. Right. It, well, here again, that's the pandemic helped a little bit with that, yeah, too. But it slowed it, you down. It did. It slowed us down. But 
honestly, we were. It was always going to be a slow roll for us. The pandemic just allowed that to happen in a more efficient way, but it was always going to be a slow roll with us because I, I knew that this was going to be the first bar and restaurant in Amory, and I listen. This was something that me and my wife had been thinking about and talking about for 25 years. Okay, every time you know that she does most of the cooking at our house, but. You know, we work together on a lot of things, you know, when, but every time that she's brought something spectacular out of that kitchen, I, my standard go-to thing is that's going on, the menu. on the menu. That's going on the menu. And what that means is, is that when we get ready to open up our bar and restaurant, that's going on the menu. So a lot of these items had just been waiting for years to be put on the menu, you know? Um, but still I wanted to take my time with with just everything i wanted to think everything through that you know so that by the time that we did get to open that we would be ready because honestly i didn't want the place to fail you know i didn't i did not want the place to fail and the only way that i knew to do that was just to prepare 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 and plan 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 and that's what we did we planned every step everything was thought out um, there was nothing that really caught us, you know, by total surprise because we had been thinking about it so long. And uh, um, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of glad that we did have the, you know, the time to, to do that because that was part of the success of the place. The last time you were here, Amory was still dry, I believe. Yeah. It's no, about, yeah. about to go to the vote. Yeah. And uh, thank goodness it passed. And like I said back then, it doesn't matter to me. I'm – I drink. I'm drinking right now. Right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink regardless. Right. It's just a matter of where I'm gonna spend my money. That's it. Am I gonna spend it in Amory or, or, or somewhere gonna, else? Or somewhere else? That's exactly. That's right. really all it came down to. Nobody. And I, again, I think I said this last time. Nobody's gonna go. Well, I don't want to become a drinker, but Amory's wet now. <laughs> right, so let me right. just Start drinking. Like nobody's right, gonna right, do that. It's, right. I can get it here now. The same. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But for you, is like now that you've seen firsthand as a business owner that sells alcohol, how has it affected your business? Oh, it's. I wouldn't have done this had it not, you know, had it not passed. That is the only reason that I did it. It's because that I knew, you know, restaurants are, you know, just a startup restaurant. That's tough to get to succeed, you know. Yeah. But having the revenue from alcohol um, really allows you to be able to. You know, to have a little more cushion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I knew being the first one, too, you know, is a big advantage as well. Um, oh, yeah. But, no, it's a, you know, <laughs> how about this? Amory loves alcohol, okay? And <laughs> I got to test to that. Uh, in the first few weeks, we actually had several people who would come in and, and they would want their uh, they would want their drink poured in a styrofoam cup, you know, oh, um, because <laughs> they, they don't want anyone to see, you know. But uh, we actually quit doing that. We don't we don't do that anymore. But I don't even think anybody had uh, has requested that outside of the first couple of weeks, you know. Um, but it's you know <laughs> that's it, man. But um, no, it's it is still kind of weird though. I get a lot of people saying that that it's weird to have a place in Amory where you can walk in. And get a drink, you yeah, know. It's, it is. It, I so, feel like I'm getting away with something. Right, right. Like, it is the a, cops gonna come <laughs> in and arrest me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like high smoking behind the action. Right, <laughs> right. It's still a little weird for everybody, but uh, but listen, we're and you know, but it's not like we're just you know slinging booze. Listen, we're trying 
to, to bring some really good craft cocktails. You know, every one of our cocktails are made with fresh ingredients. You know, there's no lime juice or lemon juice that comes out of a bottle. Um, you know, our the watermelon margarita that we do, um, you know, we... We, we juice our, right, got, but we juice our own watermelons too, yeah, okay? Like cool. We use fresh ingredients in every one of those cocktails. These are premium craft cocktails. Um, you know, they're not just, uh, you know, using inferior ingredients. These are really good cocktails. And same with the beer. I mean, I've tried to, you know, keep some, some pretty good beer in there, some local beer. Um, but you got I, a really local beer. 1817 18, 18, 18, 18, which is you know right absolutely dude i am extremely <laughs> proud to carry his beer because yeah. it's 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 fantastic it's local and i'm uh listen i'm proud to be able to showcase yeah. it in my place you know i really am and i, I kind of hope that uh you know it might inspire some folks to maybe do something else <laughs> yeah. local too you know yeah. another yeah. local brewery yeah. hint hint indeed <laughs> right <laughs> You're going to get it no matter what. You might not be able to sell it. <laughs> right. You were talking about being the first. Um, being that you are, are the first that I know of to sell beer at a restaurant in Amory, what what was the red tape like to go through like that? Ooh, was it, how about this? You can you can almost snap your fingers and get a beer license, okay? Really? Yeah, you can. That's the easiest thing in the world to get, okay? Liquor license? lot tougher okay mm. that took us months to get and actually took a call from my business partner to the you know the department of revenue to the uh director um to clear up some red tape for us um but no that was a hassle man really yeah, if you if you want to get a liquor license that is tough to do and that is why every rule that is supposed to be followed we follow them to the letter that's, that's okay we uh no, it's not just Amory. If, if you want to get a liquor license in Mississippi, it's you better get your lawyer, dude, okay? Because there's yeah. so much paperwork that it, it really it would be tough for one individual. And, of course, my business partner is a lawyer, and I, I was so thankful for that because he kind of, you know, he took care of that end of it. But I'm just telling you, it didn't, it wasn't something that we just snapped our fingers. It took months to do. And actually, it was one of the last things that we got in place because we had to have a food permit we actually had to have a food permit before we could get the liquor license the food permit itself was pretty tough to get you know in itself um but we actually had to get that before we could get the liquor license so that was one of the last things that fell into place there but no it's dude a lot of hoops to jump through and and i that's why i said you know when the ABC officer came to review the rules and everything, I paid close attention, and we follow every one of them to the letter because I do not intend to lose that thing. <laughs> I don't, man. We we work too hard to get it, you know. And uh, But like I said, if you want to sell beer, much easier to get a, a license to sell beer. That explains yeah. why there's a lot of places that sell beer and don't sell booze. Right, right. right. Yeah. It's a lot tougher to get that liquor license. I remember there was a restaurant, I think in that same building, called the oasis yeah yeah and they had really good authentic italian food. did absolutely i'm I'm saying authentic i've never been to italy but no it was good but it it was really good good food um and this is pure speculation on my part Uh, oh shit you're all right uh i don't know if this had anything to do with them not being around anymore but i remember thinking like and i'm not a wine guy but I was thinking it kind of sucks that you're eating this good, authentic Italian food right. and you can't order wine. Right. Well, you know, he's the one that actually, uh, 
I think he's the one that built that bar that's in there, at least the base of the bar. We we put a different top on it, but uh, the 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 cabinet actually the cabinets behind the bar were actually original to the jewelry store. But he's the one who on you know that the Oasis that kind of set it up as a bar. Yeah. And I think he was anticipating at some point, you know, okay. that, that Amory <laughs> might go wet where he could sell wine, you know. Um it just never happened. Yeah. Um, one last thing I wanted to, to topic I wanted to discuss, uh, and just one thing I really love about the Gemstone is the atmosphere. And from my perspective as a musician that's played in a lot of places, from festivals to to bars and restaurants and clubs, and I've been playing live music for 20 years, and and what I've seen from my perspective is you've got well, this place is a good place to go have a meal. And this place over here is a good place to go have see live music. Right. And this place over here, this is the bar. This right. is where you go to have some, you know, drinks. Right. But and it's very rare that I see a place that brings all that together right. in a perfect little package. <laughs> right. And right. was that intentional or oh, yes. did you just No, completely intentional. To have all the aspects of that. Completely intentional. And that's uh that's where my business partner, Michael Freed is invaluable okay because he is a he's a musician and they lived in Starkville for a uh, for a long time and uh, he's uh, been in several bands just a great musician but he he's in that world he knows tons of people and he does all of our bookings there and but he had a vision too okay Bubba had a vision of you know bringing in great great musicians for the place and being able to have a place to showcase them and so, you know, having him as a partner to be able to, you know, to manage the bookings so that I don't have to, you know, because right. I'm busy with restaurant stuff, is just fantastic. But it's something that we've talked about from day one, okay? That's what we, that's what we wanted. And we kind of, you know, we have a couple of different groups of clientele that we want to cater to. We have the 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. crowd, mm -hmm. okay, where we want to serve you a fine meal, okay? And then the... 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. crowd, you know, who want to come in, have an appetizer, have a drink, listen to some live music, and just chill out for a little while, you know. And then uh, the two kind of merge together seamlessly because we get a lot of folks who come in and they want to eat 6.30 or 7 and then hang around for live music. And uh, But no, it's completely intentional. You know, we wanted we wanted those three things. We wanted a great kitchen with spectacular food, we wanted great entertainment on the weekends, and we wanted a bar that had great craft cocktails and and good you know good beer, nice and cold, um, and we wanted all three of those to come together. So absolutely, it was, it was intentional, um, you know, to do that. And I'm just I'm kind of tickled that it all it all came together, <laughs> you, know? you know, it all came together. And, and that's again, that's rare. I've, I've seen it firsthand. People will say like, well where do you recommend we go? It's like, well, what do you want? Do you want live music? Do you want good food? Or or do you want to just get a drink? <laughs> right. And you got it all covered. Come to the gemstone, you can get all three. Yeah. You can get all and, three. And uh, the music isn't like so loud that you can't have a conversation. You do acoustic. Right. Acoustic Now we have, and, uh, you know, we're still trying to, to tweak that a little bit. We've had a couple of, uh, you know, we've had a couple of acts that come in and have been a little loud, you know. But that's what, we want the place to be, you know, when someone comes in to entertain, you know, we want to let them know too, you know, hey, we want to keep that volume at a level where people can still have a yeah. conversation, you know, 
um, still loud enough that you can, you know, that the artist is comfortable with it too. But, you know, I want folks to be able to come in and, and sit back and enjoy and still be able to have a conversation while they listen to some good live music. And, uh, you know, I think that I think that we've about got that dialed in, really. Yeah. You know? If I, you ever want to get rid of all your customers, just book Killjay there and we'll take care of it. Oh <laughs> man, what happened to the Gemstone? It was doing great. They booked Killjay. Kill oh, say no more. <laughs> Did y'all happen to catch the video of uh, Jeffrey Rupp the other night? I missed it, bro. My goodness. Let me just tell y'all something. He was spectacular, man. He's coming back on, uh, I think, October the 10th, maybe. But uh, Man, that guy's been playing for a Man, when, what a, what a just a consummate professional, man. He was uh, and just a talented, talented musician. But like I said, we've had several come through there, oh, though. Yeah. That, and my favorite nights have been the nights that, of course, every every night at this place is different. You know, um, it all every night has a different feel. Every night has a different vibe. Um, but my favorite nights have been the nights where we've been kind of slow on a Friday and Saturday night, and I've been able to get out on the floor and sit and drink a beer and listen to the entertainment. And uh, I, man, how nice is that? It's so <laughs> nice, man. No, it you don't even know. I can't even. I can't even describe how good that feels to be able to walk out there on those nights and, and sit at that front table there and sit down with a beer and listen to a, a, a good musician. Something I created. Such a great feeling, man. Absolutely. I love seeing my friends win, man. Like when Kim started 1817 Brewery, I was like, wow, you, you did something that most people, it's a hobby, and now right. you're able to do it for a living, and you transitioned from working a a nine to five to this is this is your career now. this is it man yeah this i actually it. uh i quit the day job several weeks ago and yeah I've, I've i've found a way to create stuff and not get paid for it <laughs> <laughs> through podcasting and music and all uh, of it. <laughs> actually I, I still hadn't got a paycheck from the place but <laughs> listen how about this i'll tell you this since i quit working our household uh, income has went down, but our budgets went down too. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I was driving 150, 200 miles a day, gas, lunch, all that stuff. And we, our grocery bill is not nearly as high because we're at the restaurant all the time, you know. And I, I mean, uh, you know, but no, for, to have this place to be able to support me now is, you know, it, it's, it's a lot different. Of course, I'm working harder than I ever worked in my day job. All right. I'm, I'm putting 12, 14 hour days into this place every single day. Mm. And, but it's different because I know that the work that I'm putting in is for me. Okay. You want to do it. Right. I want to do it. I enjoy doing it. And I know at the end, I'm not working for somebody else. I'm working for me. When I was growing up, my dad and mom both owned their own business. And my dad told me growing up that you would never work for another man as hard as you work for yourself Mm -hmm. if you have your own business. He, He, Told me that Correct. One hundred percent. Like I said, I've uh, in the past, you know, five six months, I have worked harder than I've ever worked in my entire life. Really, I've I've put in more work, more hours than than ever before. But it's it's starting to pay off. I mean, I've created, you know, me, my wife, my kids, my business partner, especially, um, which I just like I said, I couldn't have couldn't have done this without him. I make. I may could have, but it wouldn't have been uh, nearly as easy. You know, we work really well together, 
and uh, it's been a spectacular partnership. But you know, the work that I put in is, you know, I know that it's it's not for somebody else, and that makes a huge difference. And yeah. and not it just not feeling like work. I've not I've not done anything in the past six months that really felt like work. Okay, I mean, I'm tired at the end of the day, but it hadn't felt like work. Right. You know, it hadn't. Yeah. And, I say that's the best you can do. Yeah, and, and speaking of saving money, think about all the people in, in Amory you're saving gas money for. <laughs> right, man. Never drop 30 minutes for a decent meal. Right, absolutely. Now yeah. we can just go right in our own backyard and have a beer and have a meal. Um, as we're wrapping up here, I just wanted you to kind of plug everything, uh, plug your Facebook page, to talk yeah. about your business hours, you know, how can people, because there's people that listen to podcasts that aren't just in Amory. In fact, Probably most of our listeners, listeners aren't right. <laughs> Much like my band, nobody from around here likes us. Right. Uh, um, well, the, the main way to keep up with us is on our Facebook page. Um, it's, it's you can just go to Facebook and search the Gemstone, and uh, you'll see it's a it's a restaurant live music venue it should pop up there, and just follow that page. And uh, right now, the only way that we're taking reservations is through Facebook. We do have a phone number. Um, we just don't have anyone to answer the phone all the time. We're busy, right? Um, and we just don't have anyone dedicated answering the phone right now. And we found that that's just, it's easier for us to keep up with because Facebook lets us create an appointment, um, which then sends out a reminder, I think. And uh, it's, it's an easier way for us to keep up with reservations through Facebook. So, uh, you know, if, if anybody out there wants to uh, come eat the gemstone, that's what you do. You go to, go to Facebook and just message the, the gemstone yeah. page and uh, send us the preferred time that you want to come between five and eight um, which we do dinner service between five and eight and on thursdays we're open till 10 fridays and saturdays we're open till 11. Um, we actually have open seating on friday and saturday after eight um, but we only do appetizers and drinks after eight o'clock um, but it all depends on how many people we have in there at the time you know yeah. i hate to uh, we have to turn people away. We did last night um, because when we get to a certain number of people, we have to be at half capacity, which for us, you know, um, our, our official capacity is 100, but we only have probably about 80 seats. So for us, 40 is half capacity. When we reach that number, we have to cut off, you know, and I hate doing that, but that's, here again, I don't, I have no intentions of getting in trouble with anybody, you know. Plus, we're trying to be responsible. I mean, yeah. it's a pandemic. I understand that. And we want to be as responsible as we can, follow the rules. Too, that you're having to turn people down. Yeah, it is. That says a whole lot it about is. your business yeah. already. So. But uh, anyway, they can go to Facebook and request, you know, what time that they want and how many people are in their party. We usually do up to parties of six. Um, and then we will get back to you. Uh, it usually takes a day sometimes. But we'll get back to you and confirm that uh, reservation and uh, either adjust your time or confirm it, you know. But, uh, yeah, just go to the Facebook page and follow us. And we're all the time posting there. We post, uh, you know, when we have entertainment. Yeah, I've we seen have the videos. New, That's yeah. cool. And we do Facebook Live, you know, for because we know that a lot of folks can't come out. And, and um, so we're trying to, you know, we're trying to Facebook stream, Facebook Live, all of our acts, just to, you know, for goodwill, man, to, yeah. you know, to let other people check out these great acts that are coming through. And uh, not many places in Amory you can go 
and see live music. It's not, no. no. Not many no. at all. Not on a regular basis anyway. Right, yeah. You know, because exactly. we've uh, we've done this How every... How many nights a week do y'all do music? Friday and Saturdays. We're open every Thursday, Friday. Friday, and Saturday, but we up and since the time we've opened, we've done live entertainment on Friday and Saturday for every night that we've been open. And, and going uh, back to the booking thing, I, the times I've ate there, I didn't... It wasn't a hassle at all. In fact, I kind of prefer the the call ahead or Facebook ahead right. booking because how many times have you gone to a restaurant and said, "Hey, I need a table for four. Right. Here's your buzzer. Right, an hour in fifty minutes. <laughs> right, and you go sit in your right. you go sit in your truck no, and I think that you the know, times I've been there, I just walked right in because we had reservations like a day or two at right. a time. And that's that's why down. we're still doing that, and that's probably why even when the pandemic's over. We're going to continue to do reservations because that makes your experience just a little more special. And that's what we're after, okay? We're after when you leave the gemstone, we want you to say, wow, that, that, what a great experience that was. It was. What a good meal we had. What a good atmosphere it was. You know, we were able to walk right in. And that's just that's part of the experience. And I think people appreciate being able to do that and i think that that's uh that's why you know even after the pandemic's over we're probably still going to just continue right on doing reservations because i think it's a you know it's a good business model we'll do it until it doesn't work anymore you know i um, like it yeah, but i mean you don't have to wait in line right you just come right in be seated yeah you know that you're expected you know when you come and uh you know we know that you're coming we're better prepared for you and uh you know, I just think it's a. I think it's a good. It, it works for us. How yeah. about that? It's not. We're not like every other restaurant. We're different, but this is what works for us, and that's. Uh, you know, we're just going to keep doing it that way. It's like I said, a little inconvenient. I understand because not everybody is on Facebook, but you know, it, once you're on Facebook, though, it's not that hard of a process. No. To, you know, just shoot us a message and. You know, At least you know somebody that does have a Facebook page. <laughs> right, right. You may not have one, but you're exactly right. You, yeah, I haven't found it to be a hassle at all. In fact, uh, and I know this can't always be the case because y'all are so busy, but the other night, it was the night before. It was Thursday night. We were out here sitting around the bar drinking, and we were like, man, let's go to Gemstone tomorrow night. It's like, oh, we yeah. probably won't be able to get in. It's like, well, let's ask. Right. And we sent a message, and they got right back with us within, what, 30 minutes? Well, right. Yeah. I think nice. I think my wife's a preferred, preferred customer. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, brother. Yeah. When, when Lord, 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 Lord chimes in with a message, they all jump on it. They're like, oh, man, it's Laura. <laughs> and listen, we have. She's relentless. But we, she gives like four paragraph reviews. <laughs> we have built up a clientele, though, too. I mean, we have, you know, we already have regular customers we have several customers that have standing reservations okay i've got a i've got a guy on thursday night he has a standing reservation at 6 30 since the first night that we opened he's like just put me down at 6 30 for every thursday and he's been there every thursday awesome you know at 6 30. so you have a subscriber <laughs> absolutely dude yeah. yeah and we take those you know anybody who wants a standing reservation we'll pencil you in you know awesome for sure now of course Listen, there are down, there are pitfalls to reservations too, you know, because like the other night we had a, uh, we had, you know, two tables of four. It was a party of eight, but we had to seat them at two different tables. Um, and they canceled at the last minute, okay? Well, that, listen, for a small restaurant like, th like yeah, us, hurts. that hurts. Yeah. That hurts us. Oh, yeah. You cancel at the last minute. So there are some, you know, there's some pitfalls to, to doing that, but, uh, 
you know, but still we think that it's and, and listen, it takes us a lot of time to have to deal with reservations. Okay, I mean that's a we deal with that all the time. Okay, yeah. that's almost a full time job, but we're doing that because I think that that's I think it's worth it. I think it adds to the whole experience, and that's why we're gonna you know continue to do that. So. Good deal. Well, everybody listening to this, go check out the Gemstone. It is an amazing place to eat. And I'm not just saying that because you're in the room with me. I've ate there <laughs> several days. Y'all were eating there before they oh, opened yeah. with the takeaway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's really good. I'm, Thank you, brother. I'm not accusing you of putting crack in the Mississippi egg rolls, but <laughs> there's something in there that's got me addicted. Man, that, that was just, uh, they're good, man. Like I said, I, I know I roll enough of them to know that, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And listen, a lot of times that's what I will uh, – I'll have for lunch, man, after I roll. About, <laughs> right, right. After I've done roll 50 or 60 of them, you know, I'll get back there in the kitchen and uh, fry me one up. That's a perfect little lunch for me. So, anyway. Well, thanks for coming back and hanging Absolute, out with us. Brother. It's, it's so fun to do this. Yeah, man. Especially with all the craziness going on in the world. You don't you don't get to see a lot of people like you, you used to. And Right. Uh, we haven't had anybody in the, in the studio face-to-face in a long time, and this has been a real treat. Nice. Uh, it's been great to be here, man. I, I knew, uh, like I said, I... We've been trying to get together since cruising, Amory. Since cruising, yeah. Right, yeah. but things have been so busy for me. I'm, I'm finally glad to get a little downtime to be able to come and uh, hang out with y'all for sure. Absolutely, and uh, you yourself are a musician. Yeah, you, maybe. You do some picking. <laughs> right, I love it. I'm going to put you on the spot and say the next time you come, I think we might need to do a little jam together. Okay, Dave. We may. Take out a song and we'll do a little picking. Right. That's one thing I always wanted to do on the podcast from the beginning is do some live like live room session stuff right and this is pre-recorded so we can we can tweak and edit right but uh we've only done that a couple of times and uh anthony brought it he's like well chad please and i'm like well let's jam the times that y'all done (laughs) it was very successful yeah everybody liked it sounded really really good well maybe it it should because you got all all this is you know, this is where a band, the band. rehearses and records. That's, <laughs> right. that's the main reason I did a podcast, because I already had the shit to do it. <laughs> right, right. I've already got the microphones and the software and the, the setup, so why, right. not, why not sit around and talk to my friends and record it? But Absolutely. But yeah, we can, we can, we can get together and jam. Uh, nice. I've been on Kim. Kim's supposed to come, and you know, his band, uh, Erple. Right. They're, spo- they're supposed to do a little live room thing here in the I think that'd be cool if we just jammed out. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I bring my I bring Bubba, uh, my business partner. He's in Urkel, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, pick out a song and. Uh, yeah, for sure, dude. It up. Yeah, no doubt. I play tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks again for coming out, man. Uh, yep, thank y'all, man. Enjoyed it, dude. Comes, come to Cruise and Amory next. That'll be. The next one will be... Next one lasted, like I said, the, the permanent... last weekend... Last Saturday in July. That's the kind of the permanent date of cruising Amory. So, uh, last Saturday in July, come to Amory, hang out and cruise. Well, I bet you yeah. Jim's going to be busy that night. <laughs> we were this past year, for sure. Yeah, it was wild, man. All right, man. Well, you have a good one. Thanks again for coming Thank in. you, brother. All right. I guess in hindsight, now and later... It's not the preferred candy of podcasting. I don't know what that kind of candy is. You, you don't like now and later's? Now later. I don't oh. know what a now and later is. Now and later. Well, my mouth is full of now and later. <laughs> it's a now and later. All one word. Now and later. <laughs> I don't eat candy, but. Who don't like a now and later? That's not candy. Who don't like a now? Yeah, that's not. That's <laughs> Who don't like it? Yeah. Who don't like those?
it's like a uh, a sugar daddy, not a sugar baby. If you ain't gonna fix and lose a feeling, you're not yeah. suffering for your art. I like sugar babies too, though. No, man, that's too easy. <laughs> too easy. Too easy. Too easy. You're taking a shortcut. Uh, suffering for your yeah. art, man. No, nobody ate a, a a sugar daddy in class in the elementary school. Hey, how are you on Astonishing Legends? I know you listen to it, but do you listen to like every episode? I, I, I haven't listened to it in a while, actually. You're probably like me. Like you just pick and choose the topic. I pick and choose the topics, and I haven't listened to it in a good minute. They uh, just did an episode on D.B. Cooper. Oh, really? I'll have to listen to that one. Cause I'm, oh, yeah. I, like, I like that. They released part one Saturday, and I guess this coming Saturday will be part so two. So I will listen to that. Which I had known about D.B. Cooper a little bit, but after I listened to that episode... I'm not going to put another one in my mouth. No, don't do it. I'll <laughs> wait till after. Um, I started watching YouTube videos about it. Oh, so you were running down the rabbit hole, didn't you? I did, man. I went down the YouTube rabbit hole big time. And there's a lot of speculation that they think he actually survived. He survived, yeah. And <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff he did. And by the way, for those of you that you don't those that don't know what I'm talking about, in 1971, uh, D.B. Cooper, which is not, not his real name, but that's what he... Back then, you could buy an airline ticket with yeah. cash, lie about your name, and not get searched and get on an airplane and <laughs> do whatever yeah. you want. Well, he hijacked the plane and demanded $200,000, and by today's money, it would be like something like $1.25 whatever. And he demanded four parachutes. And he did a bunch of, like, all the flight attendants and the passengers and the pilots all said he was very polite. Mm-hmm. He was very calm. And he said he wanted four parachutes, where I, th- I thought was odd. Well, he did a bunch of weird sporadic stuff, but some of the stuff he did was kind of genius. Because in hindsight, he asked for four parachutes. He only needed one. Mm-hmm. Well, he asked for four because he was afraid if he asked for one that they would tamper with they it. they tamper with it. And they thought that if he asked for four, then he's going to try to take hostages. So they wouldn't, yeah. So they wouldn't tamper with it. Right. And I'm like, huh, that's kind of smart. Right. Sort of like the only evidence that was ever found, and this was like five years later, was just a handful of the ransom money. Right. Well, he probably would have taken a handful out. And just, just do to, it. Just to throw them off to make them think he was dead. I mean, yeah. Which he might be. They say the conditions where he jumped out of the plane and just that it was a commercial airline plane and that's not meant to parachute out of. Um... But he, he wanted specific things. He wanted the air flaps on the plane at a at certain, certain degree. Yeah. He wanted the plane going a certain speed. And they're like, well, we can't go that slow because it'll stall out. He's like, well, go as slow as you can, which was like 280 miles an hour, which is crazy to jump out of a plane that fast. But since that happened, there's been skydivers that they've, have they've done re- that. recreated the Doobie Cooper time. Yeah, and proved that you actually can do it. But anyway, long story short, that was uh, it's really interesting. I like listening to historical shit like that. It actually, you know, it actually happened. You don't know if he actually survived. That's where the conspiracy starts because everybody's like, "Oh, I know DB yeah. Cooper. He was my neighbor." And blah 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 blah. And, uh, there was a uh, a TV show. I can't remember when the channel it came on. It's Brad Meltzer's. Uh, Secret stuff or whatever. I can't remember. He, he secrets. I can't remember that. He's wrote some novels. He actually wrote some comic books. I hope that uh, was it. Uh, do a Google search for Brad Meltzer and okay. uh, figure out his TV show. 
uh, they done a special on D.B. Cooper. And, uh, I think they did an Unsolved Mysteries. Just like that, American. Oh, American that, and that's it. Decoded. Brown. Brad Meltzer's decoded American decoded. television show. They done a, uh, they done a thing on uh, DB Cooper. That was well, to this good. day, it is the only unsolved, at least in America. I don't know if in the world, the only unsolved hijacking. Hijacking plane heist. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. the only one that they either didn't get called or died or both. And he may have died, but nobody knows the. Matter of fact, the FBI left the left the investigation open up until 2016. Dang. And then they finally closed it. Finally closed it. Yeah. Have you started watching The Boys season two? I I, I am caught up up to date on The Boys season two. So you, uh, they didn't release the whole season. No. How are they releasing them? Are they rushed, one they first they wrote the the when they first opened up it was three episodes. And then they were doing one episode a week, I think. I think I was, I was under the impression they released. I thought the they whole did too. I, but there's only five. I know when it first came out, it was only three episodes, hmm. and there's only five episodes out right now. And it's pretty good though. I've not watched any of season two, but I love season one. It's good. Just yeah, just wait a little bit, and give yourself a little, little time. Let it build it's, up. It's a only little. five episodes. How long are they? Like forty-five minutes. They're like forty-five minutes to an hour. It, does it hold up to season one though? Uh, it, it goes a little slow, but it's, but if you remember, I would recommend going back and watching, because it's been so long, watching a few episodes, just the, the season finale of season one, because I kind of forgot a little bit. That's hard to talk. And, uh. That was a hell of a season finale. Then I had to pick up a little bit on what was going on. Uh, but, uh, it's, uh, it's good. I'm liking it. I know I'm super late to the party, but I started watching American Horror Story about a month ago. And I powered through season one and really liked it. Uh, season two was... Was that The Witches? Or was that season three? I'm not sure. I think season two was The Coven. And at first, I didn't really like it, it's but good, then it though. grew on It me. gets good. Yeah, but toward, by, the, by the end of it, I was like, I was into it. And I think season three is The Carnival that I just started. Freak Show? Yeah. I don't like that one. I, I've never finished it. Well, that's the thing about American Horror Story is it's... Uh, it's an open-ended series. Oh, it's yeah. an anthology. Right. Uh, and that, I, and that what that means is it does not serialized. It doesn't... Right. Re, it's not reoccurring. I don't like Freak Show. But I, the cool thing about American Horror Story is even though it's not serialized, they use a lot of the same, same actors yeah. playing different roles. Different roles, yeah. They're not the same character, but it's the same actor playing different characters, which that's kind of neat. Yeah, I'm... To me, I'm going to say Hotel is probably my, my favorite. You know which one that is? I don't know what season it is. Hotel and Roanoke were really good. Roanoke, West Virginia? Yeah, Lost Roanoke Colony. is a good one. The Stars and Legends did. That's uh, a good one. Did it, have, you, uh, have you listened to that one? They're, they're a, the Stars and Legends? I haven't listened to that one either. Episodes. i have to check that one out. But, um, um, this is the craziest thing about Roanoke that I didn't know. You know, it's the Lost Colony. Yeah. Like, there was people colonized there. And then they left, went to England, and came back, and everybody was gone. Everybody's dead. Yeah. This is what I didn't know. That was the second time it happened. <laughs> in the same colony. Same colony. They didn't call it Roanoke the first time. They call it, yeah. But that was the second time that the whole colony vanished. Mm. That's weird, man. But yeah, Roanoke's a good, good one, and the hotel's a good one. And uh, 1984 was good, I, and uh, I skipped uh, the season before that. But 1984 is good. It's kind of 
cheesy, but I think it's a, meant to be because it's supposed to be like a 1984 horror movie, like a slasher film. Yeah. And uh, so it's a, uh, it's cheesy in that way, like it's intended. I'm down with that. It's intended. It's good. And like I said, that's a good thing about American Horror Story. If you're not digging one season, just skip, skip it. it. Just you won't get lost. That's what it is. Matter of fact, you, it's like a whole different show every season. And that keeps it kind of fresh, I think. And somehow it gives you a little bit of familiarity by using the same, a lot of the same, almost same, all, the same, all the same people. There's, and there's different people that jump in on guest stars and every now and some mm-hmm. of them. But uh, like in Coven, I think, uh, what was her name? Kathy Bates. No, wait, wait, wait. No, season one was Murder House. Season two was The Asylum. And then season three was The Coven. Season four is The Freak Show. I just started season four. Because okay. season two was The Asylum. Man, it covered everything from aliens to monsters to demons. Like, yeah. p- possession. It, like, uh, slasher serial killers. It just had it all mixed in there, and it all worked. I just missed Kim's call. Oh. Kim called and called me back. I can get him in a minute. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to wrap this up pretty quick. Um, Did you say you watched any episodes of Raised by Wolves on HBO? Max? Oh, yeah, I'm caught up. <clears throat> That's a trippy show. Very trippy show. I think I've watched three episodes. I'm caught up. I think they've only got four out. When mother weaponized, do you think she's hot? <laughs> I never. I don't look at her that way. When she weaponizes, you. I think I'm too terrified to be turned on. <laughs> it's a different T. <laughs> well, you know, when she's just in the mother mode, she don't really have a butt. But when she weaponizes, she has a butt. I thought that was weird. Like, I hey, I have a nice ass when I weaponize. I'll have to notice that <laughs> next time she weaponizes, I'll check I'll out her ass. <laughs> That show's trippy. I started watching a little bit of Lovecraft Country. I'm caught up on that, too. Um, it's an interesting show because from one episode to the other, it changes. It's it's like a, a serial mm-hmm. anthology. It's, it's, it all ties up together. Well, they're, yeah, it's the same characters, but it's almost like each, the from the episodes I've seen, each episode's got his whole own thing going on. I'm caught up, so I don't know more about it. But from what I see, there's kind of like a subplot behind every the main plot. Okay. But the main plot is still there, even though if you think it's not. Okay. So how does this tie into H.P. Lovecraft? Or is it just a tribute to him? I think it's just a tribute to him, is what I think. Okay. I mean, I saw Cthulhu. I've seen, I seen Cthulhu in the thing. And they done a cool little digital rendition of... Cthulhu, what, what Cthulhu would be, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just a a nod to him. I guess. I'm not sure. We'll what see. year? What what year range was he putting out books? I mean, this is a long time ago. Twenty thirties, I guess. I think that that far back. I think so. Oh wow. Yeah, that's a pretty dope show. I like it. All right, let's wrap this thing up. It's late. Mm-hmm. And the interview was over an hour. I really enjoyed talking to Chad Houston. Uh, just listening back to the conversation when I was editing. And by the way, to this day, 
that's the world record least editing I've done. I don't think I edited anything. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I basically just listened to it. Just listened to, to it. To hear and see good. if I needed to edit. <laughs> it's good. I don't. I don't think I've. I made any notes. Any editorial stuff. I think I just added my sound spices that I do, which I didn't have to on his track. He's cool. got a good radio voice. Uh, but no, I had a great time talking to him, and it makes me want to go eat at Gemstone again, like really soon. Tomorrow they have reservations, bro. I'll get paid tomorrow. I don't know. I ain't scared. Are you working? <laughs> I'm not working. You want to go? I don't know. I have to ask the boss. I'm supposed to cook tomorrow night at home because <laughs> I, I have a stove. You can be like, babe, <laughs> yeah. you want me to cook or do you want some of the Mississippi egg rolls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a Bloody Mary. And a Bloody Mary. Three of them. She'd be like, sold. Yeah. <sighs> All right, let's get out of here. I'm tired. Hey, go to our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash RealPopCulture or Patreon.com and search for us. You'll find us. It's just a dollar. Or just check it out. I mean, just check it do, out. You ain't got to do nothing other than you, check it you're out. You're not committed to anything, but yeah. it's just a dollar. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, thanks for listening. Did we determine this was 143? 143. Yeah. It was determined. We didn't, we haven't put out an episode since, well, this is only September. Yeah, a month ago. Almost exactly. Not quite a month ago. Thanks for listening to episode 142 of Real Pop Culture. 143. What'd I say? You said 42. Oh, because I just looked at 42 and I had 40 in slip. Start over. Thanks for listening to episode 143 of Real Pop Culture. We've been broadcasting live from high top of the first and only floor of the Killjoy headquarters at the Killjoy Ranch. Love you, bye. Bye. This is my thing now. Leave me alone. You gotta kiss them. I like kissing people.